happens to be Ruth. Eh? She's going to bring the word today. She's going to be preaching up a storm. And uh, Ruth, we just welcome you up to share what God has put on your heart this morning. We're excited about that. I'm all keen to listen. She often gives me a few words at home throughout the week. You know, like, do this, do that, and it's all good. But uh, no, no, she's got something to share in her spirit. And so we just welcome you up, Ruth. We just want to honour you. You're an awesome person. Fantastic. Thank you for that, darling. That's awesome to be encouraged, eh? I'm not so much going to preach up a storm, but I'm going to preach up life this morning, eh? Because we have Jesus, we have life. I love that, eh? Not today. Do you know that he's, the devil is under our feet? So every morning when you step out of bed, you give him a headache. Because he thinks, oh, here she goes. Here he goes. Man, they're trouble. I always remember King Ahab. He went up to um, Elijah, the prophet, and he says, Are you he that troubles Israel? You know, we're good trouble, though, aren't we? Because we actually see great, great things happen. So I just actually, before I start, I'm going to pray, but I also just want to say happy birthday to a very special person, and that is our beautiful daughter, Carmel. She was a Labor Day baby. Paul said to me, wouldn't it be hilarious if you went into labor on Labor Day? And I said, that won't happen because she's not due till no the middle of November. And it happened. I went into labor on Labor Day. So 28th, she is 21 this weekend. 21 years old. Happy birthday, Carmel. We love you. And isn't it awesome when your kids are your biggest fan club? I have to say, you know, that even getting up here, sometimes it can be intimidating because I was brought up in a church where women were to be seen and not heard. They were not allowed to take part. They were not allowed to share. They weren't allowed to give out a hymn. They had to just keep quiet. And so sometimes to get up here can actually be quite low. But Chloe came to, uh, just came into the room yesterday and she didn't know I was speaking. And she says, do you know, I just want to say to you, mum, I just love it when you and dad share in church. And I just said, you know what, Chloe? Thank you for that. That's so encouraging. You know, when your kids are your biggest fan club, it's just really beautiful, eh? So, Father, we just thank you that you are such an awesome God. That um, when sometimes we feel we can't, but through you we can do all things that we can through you. So, Father, anoint me. We know that uh, I'm equipped or I'm anointed because your Holy Spirit lives in me and it will flow out of me this morning. Thank you that these people will be touched, that they, we will be, they will be encouraged and transformed as well as myself because it speaks to my heart before it speaks to the others. We just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic. All right, we are going to finish with the last series uh, that we've been doing this uh, month is Chosen. What a great subject to be chosen, eh? But not just chosen by anybody, but chosen by the King of Kings, our Creator. So um, I've got some verses that I'm gonna, that's going to come up on the screen. Chosen, and I'm going to start way back in the beginning. Because to be chosen... It has to start from somewhere. And I'm going to talk about right way back. Before your parents even knew about you guys coming along, someone else knew about you coming along. Chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. So Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 says this. 
And God formed man out of the dirt of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Right. Do you know that God, right way back in the beginning, he's a God when he opens his mouth, he creates. And when God created the world, he spoke to the substance that he wanted something from. So he spoke to the darkness. He says, let there be light. When he wanted grass and, and fruit, he spoke to the ground and said, let the grass come forth. When he wanted fruit on trees, he spoke to the trees and said, let them bring forth fruit. So he spoke to what he wanted created. But when he wanted to create mankind, he spoke to himself. And I think that is very, very important for you to get a hold of this morning that you are from Christ. You are from your Father in heaven. And that he has planted a seed in you guys that is so special and so amazing it is who he is, is planted right inside of you. And that's not lack like we were hearing this morning. It is seeds of greatness because your heavenly father who chose you is a great God, the creator of all. So I want you to picture this. There's the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. And he says, let us make man. There was perfect agreement when God, God said, let us make man. Every, all the three were in unison and harmony about creating man. And the angels are there, and they are looking on. The Bible tells us that they're observing all of what's going on. Even in the New Testament, it speaks about angels observing what's going on, and they're wondering, and they're learning, and they think, wow, this is going to be amazing. This is God's most prized creation and prized position this is something that is very very special to his heart when he talks to himself and says let us make man this is something so amazing and these angels are saying well this is going to be good because God has made light out of the darkness he's made amazing trees out of the ground he's made amazing hundreds of fruit to grow on all these amazing trees and then God does something that's quite interesting. He stoops down and he picks up some dirt. And they're going, dirt? Wow. God is making his most prized position out of dirt. And they're like, this is just interesting. Why would God make his most prized position out of dirt? Because it tells us that when he created the, streets of, the street of heaven, he made it with gold. And, when, and the gates of heaven, they're made with pearl. But here is his very chosen prized position, and he's made it out of dirt. Well, I want to tell you that since the beginning of time, God is wanting to teach us about his character and how he works. And something that is really important is that God is holy but he's not afraid to work with things that get dirty. Isn't that beautiful? That we can get very dirty through our life, can't we? There is so much stuff that we get into, we go through, but God says, 
I've handled dirt right there in the beginning. I can handle anything that you've been through. And I want to tell you that no matter what you have been through in your life, when you let God handle your dirt in your life, he'll turn it into something so amazing and so beautiful that the creation and the angels and people in the community go, wow, that is amazing that they, when they have been chosen in Christ, can turn into something so beautiful. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. There is no mess that God cannot deal with. But you might think your life is a mess. God will turn it into a message so that you have a powerful testimony for his honor and glory. And that is why we are here, isn't it? We serve an amazing God. And he'll pick up your dirt and he'll throw it away into the sea. And he says, I remember it no more. Isn't it beautiful that God doesn't ever bring up your debt and your past? The enemy does, the devil, but God never ever wants to remind you of that because he says it's been dealt with through Christ at the cross. So when I forget about it, and God's not forgetful, but he chooses to forget it. And it's so amazing that God who is holy is, not, is, is able to work with things that get dirty. Your life is a direct gift from God, a beautiful life chosen by God. So amazing. And he knows exactly what you have need of, and he knows what's good for us. Sometimes we don't ourselves, but our creator who chose us knows exactly what is good for us. And so right there in the beginning, when he made man, he made, created Adam, he, said, he says to Adam, I'm going to put you to work. Nice. He knew what Adam needed, so he put Adam to work. And he said, Adam, you're going to be garden keeper of the Garden of Eden. You're going to be garden keeper. And I'm going to give you responsibility to name all the animals. What a big thing. Do you know that the names that we have for animals today was given by Adam? What an amazing thing, eh, to actually let a giraffe. And, you know, if you think of all the names, when you go around, you see all these amazing animals. They were all named by Adam. It's just so amazing. And you know, before Eve came along, Adam had a job. So I want to tell you girls, if you are looking for a man in your life, you make sure that you get things in the right order and that your man has the things in the right order. Man was put to work to tend to the garden before he ever got a wife. And that's important for you girls. Have you got a job? Well, you, uh, you want someone that can provide for you. Because God knew Eve needed someone that could be there for her, to provide for her. So that's important, isn't it? We are, when we are chosen, we're not the chosen frozen, but we are chosen to bring increase and change the atmosphere around us. And that was one of Adam's jobs, was to change the atmosphere around him as well, and you and I. We're chosen to make a difference. We're chosen to be in relationship. We are chosen to be in a family. That's God's family. It's an amazing family to be in. But God had more. God, God knew that Adam needed relationship. He was a bit lonely. And just like God looks for praise from his creation, so does man. Did you know that men really thrive on praise and encouragement? And as Eve came along, and she was a helpmate for Adam, 
men are hubbies or the man, man in your life even your dad in your life they actually thrive on praise and encouragement and I've done a few marriage courses now and one of the most common theme that comes through each and every marriage course is that man loves and needs respect they want their wives to say as they've gone to work and they've done their job for the day they come home tired you just say good job well done darling you're my honey producing all that honey you are just so amazing paul you are fantastic you are good you provide for me so that i can go and have money to buy my kilts and my bagpipes and everything else yes yes it's just such a blessing preach it yes you know, um, it was funny, we had morning prayer here for the service and Reuben was saying, we got onto a joke and Reuben was saying, you know, we were just thinking of we should have a bagpiper that come in and do the uh, play while we're doing the offering and for a change instead of the band that play in the background. And I went, one bagpipe? I'm actually praying in a pipe band. Oh, be awesome. I love it, love it. Anyway, let's not de deviate. Okay, so man needs praise. Just like God loves praise from his creation, we are here to glorify our heavenly Father because he's so good. So God did something else because he realized there was another need for Adam, and it's an amazing need because Adam was lonely. Do you know it's not good for man to be alone? It's not good for anyone to be alone. That's why it's so important to belong in family, isn't it? So if you know someone lonely, invite them to church. It's the best place to be to make friends who can get alongside and encourage. So God puts Adam into a deep sleep. And he takes something from Adam, his rib, and he makes women. And I want you to imagine this as well. Here is Adam. I just think, what must he have thought? He wakes up from a deep sleep, not knowing what's going to come. He wakes up from this deep sleep, and there in front of him is this most beautiful person ever. And it's Eve, and he just goes, whoa, man, yeah. And that was he, woman, you know? And he named her. He actually even gave her a name. And she's called Eve, the, the giver, the, the life, because she brought life through her. Isn't it amazing that he named the animals and then when it comes to Eve, he named his wife Eve because she was going to bring forth and bear fruit, which is what God's kingdom is about. That's what you've been chosen into, a kingdom that bears fruit. And he didn't, God didn't take, um, um, through Adam, he took the, the rib, which is from his side, and I want to share with you that as, as husband and wife, we work alongside each other together. We're not, the man is not there to trample the woman underfoot, to pull her under his thumb and to boss her around and tell her what she needs to be doing and what she's not doing. But she came from his side. The woman not lording over the man or the man not lording it over the woman, but working alongside together in perfect harmony. I just want, I had a funny thought. I just thought, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny when they ever had their first argument and Adam says to, her, to Eve, I've got a bone to pick with you. And she's like, do you want your rib back? Be hilarious, wouldn't it? Maybe they don't argue. Maybe they never argued. Like, Paul and I don't argue, really. We just debate. Yes. Okay, so Ephesians. Can we have Ephesians, the next verse up? This is a brilliant 
verse. And I tell you what, you need to get these verses into your spirit because they mean something. Get them into your spirit. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1 to 6 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Say, blessed us. Blessed me. Blessed me. He has blessed me with every, not just some, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I want you just to stop and think about that. Every blessing. Not just some. So if you're feeling lack this morning, well, you just declare this and say, Father, you've said every blessing, so I'm waiting for more. Every blessing. And it says this, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, not under, not on, but in Christ Jesus. Just as he chose you in him, in Christ that is, before the foundation of the world, having that we should be holy. Do you know that you are holy today? Don't, don't worry about whether you might not feel holy. God says you are holy. If I've chosen you, God says you are holy. Isn't that amazing? Holy, holy, wonderful. And you are without blame before him in love. You are holy, you are chosen, you're without blame in love because people will try and blame you for stuff the devil tries to bring seeds of doubt into your mind and he's very good he's called the accuser of the brethren he wants to accuse you to god and god says nap they're in christ they're without blame and it's just wonderful that we are having predestined us to adoption as sons by jesus christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. And then it goes on to say, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Wow, we can praise Jesus for his grace in our lives. Isn't that wonderful? Remember, he can work with things that have got dirty and are messy. And we just, when we understand grace, it's just wonderful. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. We are made in the likeness of God. And just like God loves to have praise from his creation, praise is so important in family life. We change the atmosphere. We are chosen to change the atmosphere. Just like God changed the atmosphere that he was in from darkness to light. Every situation that you are in, what you speak out over your situation, you can change from an atmosphere of darkness and gloom to one of joy and peace and love and so it doesn't just stop there praise does lead to breakthroughs so start praising your husband praise your wife praise your children even when it doesn't look great change the atmosphere in your home in your workplace have you got a horrible boss change the atmosphere because you created in God's image and God changed the atmosphere that he was in that you and I could dwell in there. And Adam could have changed the atmosphere that he was in as well. You can change the atmosphere by speaking life into that situation. <clears throat> you know, and I, I say to my kids, you know, and, and in Evangeline, sometimes, you know, she finds it hard sometimes at school with friends. And I say, you know what? Even if they say unkind to you, you just say, you know, I'm going to be a good friend to you. I'm going to speak 
life words, kind words over you. When they get mean, just speak life over them. Just keep blessing them. Keep blessing them, and it will, you'll see breakthrough. God has put in you his DNA, that seeds of great, greatness. No matter what dirt in your life you have had, and no matter how messy your life is, when God breathes life into your circumstances, it's going to be amazing so that you can have a praise party. Right there in the beginning, he breathed, he made Adam from dirt, and then he said he breathed his breath into, and that's important. You need God's breath of life into your situation. It will just be amazing. And so um, <clears throat> the creator of the universe has chosen to design us from dirt and highly favored us by his grace. That gets me excited that I am chosen. It's just wonderful. So it's time to get excited about your future. It's looking good. I can tell you it's looking good. Get your hopes up because you have been chosen by the creator of the universe. Your destiny is not determined by the economy. It's not determined by your education. It's not determined by how you were raised. You might have had a horrible upbringing in your life, but your destiny is not determined by that. Your de de destiny is determined by your creator, the almighty God, the one who is holy, the one who spoke galaxies into being and just hangs them by the power of his word. So amazing. People, scientists are trying to think, how does, how does all this work? Through the power of God's word. And that's what's in you. How are you going to see your situation get better? By the power of the spoken word, by speaking life into your situation. Wonderful. God picks up people that are like nobodies and he turns them into somebody. People that say, oh, you know, there's some people that's horrible sometimes. You know, to other people, they can say, oh, I don't, I don't want them. They're just past, they're past it. They're so far gone, they're so far, so horrible that, you know, but God says, bring them to me. Bring them to me. I'll love them. I'll turn them into something so amazing. And, I want, and it says there that you are chosen in Christ. Do you know that Christ died for all your dirt? All the wrong things that you've done, Christ died. And he paid the price at the cross of Calvary, and you are placed this is what God does. He picks you up and he places you in Christ. So amazing. Not like Adam, who Eve was made from the side. You're not alongside Christ, but you're placed in him. That tells me something that's just even better than being alongside. Because inside of Christ is safety and security. And it tells us this, that no man... No one can pluck you from that safety, from there. You're right in his hands. You are safe and secure. So when the devil comes along and tries to rob you of your peace, you can say, nah, I'm in Christ. I'm safe and secure. And God doesn't lose any of his creation, does he? He doesn't go, oh, what did I do with them now? They've gone somewhere. I can't find them. He knows exactly where you are, and you're in his hands. It's amazing. Fantastic. He, so God looks at you. He sees his most treasured, 
possession. And verse 6 there, in the um, verses that I read, says, To the praise of the glory of his grace. Do you know that God loves to brag about you? I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but you know how parents, when they get people that come and say, Oh, you, you kids are just so nice. Look at uh, Chloe, she's such a good singer. Or Evangeline, she just smiles and is just happy. And Carmel, she's just such an amazing businesswoman. She does so good in the workplace, you know. And James, he's just awesome. He's got such a loving nature. He loves people. And I go, that's my kids. Do you know that that's what God thinks about you? He goes, that's my kids. They're awesome. And do you know that he has... Like grandparents, you know, they love to show off their grandchildren. They have these brag books. You buy their photo albums. They've got a brag book. This is my granddaughter. Isn't she amazing? Isn't she beautiful? And we're thinking, hmm, you're okay. Not that special, you know. But, but, other, yeah, but we can. We can say things like that, you know. But, but the grandparents just throw it on, the, on their grandkids, eh? And, and that's what God is about you. He just loves to brag about you to the point that one day the devil and God were having a conversation. And the devil is called the accuser of the brethren. He comes up and he says, oh, you know, look at that Job. Job is a man in the Bible, not Job, but Job. And uh, God says, have you, have you seen Job? He's an amazing guy. He's awesome. He's so good. He's a man just like me. He's got a good heart. Now, I can tell you that Job had a lot of stuff to work through, like you and I. He had a lot of questions that he wanted answered. He had a lot, lot of stuff going on in his life. But God said, Job is awesome. Job is so good. And when the devil comes to accuse God, God gets out his brag book. Do you know that God has a brag book about you? You might not know this, but I'm going to tell you. It's found in Malachi. And it's of all those who are chosen in Christ, saints. And he gets out his book, and it's found in Malachi. And he opens his book in the book of Malachi, and it says that there's a, a book there that he records the deeds that we are doing. So when the devil comes to God, and, God, and he says, oh, look, at what, well, look at what that Paul did today, or look at what James did last week, God opens his book of remembrance of all the good deeds that we've done. And he says, James is my son. He's awesome. Do you know that last week he went out of his way to pitch a hitchhiker up and that he took him all the way up to Cape Rianga, even though he lives in Kirikiri. And all the way up there, he told me about Jesus. He told him about me, about God, you know me. And he said, that's my son. He's awesome. And then the devil comes another day and he says, oh, look what Carmel's done today. God opens his brag book and he says, oh, my daughter, she's awesome. Do you know what she did last week? She took some dinner around to a really hungry family last week. She fed them. That's awesome, eh? Isn't that so good? That's what God does. He's a brag book all about you because he's so interested in you. He can't tell, he can't speak enough blessings over you guys, and you've got to get a load of that. He wants to brag about you for eternity. 
Because, you know why? Because you're in Christ. And Jesus is worth talking about. You're worth talking about. Because Jesus died, and God said, when Jesus came on earth, this is my well-beloved son. Do you know that you are a well-beloved, chosen daughter of the King of Kings, the creator of the universe? It's so beautiful. And the devil wants to come along and say, oh, look at that old dirt bag, you know. We're made with dirt, and he wants to try and bring the dirt up to us. Look at what you have done. He wants to tell you that you're a failure. And you know, you start to listen to those negative words, don't you? We do sometimes start to listen to it. And I want to ask you this. Would you invite a thief into your house that you knew was going to rob you? Would you invite a thief into your house that was going to rob you? You wouldn't let him through the door. But do you know that people can allow the devil to come into their mind and to rob you with stealing your joy, your peace of mind, and give you negative thoughts. So it's like me, one day I stop and pick a hitchhiker up. And I say, oh, I make conversation and I ask him, what do you do? And he says, well, I'm a professional thief. I get great joy and satisfaction out of robbing. And I go, oh really, come home. Make yourself at home in my house. Would I do that? Probably not. But every day, or a lot, we can allow the, th the enemy, the devil, to come and to steal by negativity your joy and your peace. They just say, get out of here. It's not your job to make conversation with the devil. That's God's. God can handle him. You don't even need to give him headspace. Don't even worry about him because he's already defeated and God can quite handle the dirt. He can quite handle it all. And I want to tell you that um, allowing Satan to make himself at home in your mind and steal your joy, he sows seeds of doubt, just like he did right back in the beginning with Adam and Eve. He sowed seeds of doubt there. He wants to try and keep it because that's the whole fear thing that Daniel was speaking about. We become fearful then, don't we? But there's no fear in love. Love is so powerful. God's love is powerful. And sometimes we've been chosen, it says. I want to read this verse to you. We have been chosen. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 and up to 12 says, But you are a chosen people. You are a chosen people. Not just chosen by your husband or chosen by your wife or chosen by your boss, but you are chosen by God. A royal priesthood. Do you know that you are royalty here today? The Bible says we are kings and priests. So when I look at Paul, I see a crown on his head. When I look at you, I see a crown on your head, a tiara. Amazing. That's what God sees when he sees you. A royal priesthood, we are a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. God called you out of darkness, so why do you still believe it and live in it? God created through the power of his word light. And because we have his seed, you can speak light into your circumstance as well. And sometimes, even though you're royalty and God has said, that's my prince and that's my princess, you can have a pauper mentality. 
Do you know that what a pauper thinks about is lack, not having enough? That's what a pauper thinks. And one day, a man went to, um, to the zoo, and he saw this big, strong elephant. And it was tied up, waiting to get taken um, out into the, the field or wherever it was. It was tied up with a rope that it could quite easily break free from. And the man said to the zookeeper, why is it staying there tied up to a little piddly rope when it's a big elephant and it's so strong just to break it and wander off? And the man said this. He said, if you tie up a, an elephant when it's little and it can't break free when it's little, it will still believe that the rope is stronger than it after it gets big. And you and I can be like that as well. Do you know that we can often be like the elephant that even though you are in God's palace, and that's what Reuben spoke about, preparing for the palace, we're royalty, even though that we can still be in the palace and belong to God's kingdom, which has got all spiritual blessings, you can allow yourself to be tied up by lack. But God's um, kingdom is one of blessing and, and, and just so good, eh? So we are chosen in Christ. A lack and a mindset of insignificance create a prison in our minds. God wants to free you up from that. He wants to free you up. And he wants you to speak out blessing and increase in a, hope, in, in a hopeless situation. So like Prince William, from the day he was born into the palace, into the royalty, he's prepared for reigning. You are preparing for reigning today, eh? Isn't it wonderful? In God's plan. And um, as, as royalty, we are ambassadors. That's what God says. We're ambassadors for his kingdom. We are chosen in Christ. People know how we react to situations. I remember a couple of years back, we, I went to Planet Shakers Conference. And there in the conference, I was busy worshiping the Lord and I'm just having a great time. And this man came in right in front of me and he stunk. He really had such strong body odor that all I could, I was like, oh, this is, you know, uh, I was thinking about me. And this guy was just praising the Lord, having a wonderful time. And I'm I'm saying to Paul, oh, can we move? Can You know, I just really want to get into the praise and worship. And it was just so overpowering. And Paul just looks at me and says, stop it. In other words, get a grip, girl. And sometimes you just need to stop it as ambassadors. Get a grip. And after he said that, I thought, yeah, I don't need to stop it. And, you know, I never noticed it after that because I just had, I was just enjoying and praising God. It was so wonderful. And sometimes we just need to get a grip. Get a handle on the dirt, people. Speak blessing over your life and over your situation and you will make those cloudy days into sunshine, into light. You are chosen, you belong, you are accepted. And, it's, and we are chosen to change the atmosphere around us. Quite funny, I'm nearly finished. That, Paul's given me the eye, I am nearly finished. Um, Evangeline, she likes to do fit kids at the gym. 
and she came out and, and so she goes and she does her fitness thing with a few other kids and there's a trainer there. And she came out just this last week, she came out to me and she had this big smile on her face and I'm thinking, wow, she's had fun today. And she says, mom, I just got asked on my first date. And I'm like, oh, my antennae as mom goes up and I go, oh, really? And she goes, yes. And I'm like, curiosity killed the cat, so what did you say? And she said, I just said to him, come back in four years. Well, I'm like, she's 10, that's 14. And I'm like, really? And she went, but don't worry, ma'am, because I'll say no to him when he comes back in four years. And I go, oh. And then she said this, and she's like, I reckon, ma'am, that there should be a law about this dating, that they can't do it till they're a lot older. And I went, that's my girl. Keep preaching that out, girl. Change the atmosphere around you, Evangeline. Yes, no dating at 10. Oh. Just, I want to finish with a video now because I can't finish without pointing you to Jesus. And I want to tell you, can you imagine how your day might be different when you really start to believe that your dad is the king of the universe? And I want to finish with this video about Jesus, who is the king of kings. He's so amazing. Every need that you have is found in Jesus. Every supply is found in Jesus. So can we play that video? Thanks, guys. says my king is the king of the Jews he's a king of Israel he's a king of righteousness he's a king of the ages he's the king of heaven he's a king of glory he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of Lords that's my king I wonder do you know him my king is a sovereign king no means of measure can define his limitless love He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses 
the young, he serves the unfortunate, he regards the age, he rewards the diligent, and he beautifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is lighter. I wish I could describe him to you. Yes, he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't, you can't get him off of your hands. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. Yeah! That's my king. That's, That's my, my king. king this morning. I can tell you he is awesome. Do you know him this morning? Do you know him in your heart? That's my king. So as every head is bowed here this morning, I want to just give you an opportunity to invite the King of Kings into your life this morning because He is so amazing. He is awesome. He'll supply everything in your life that you've ever felt lack. He's an abundant, loving Father. And Jesus wants to come into your life this morning. So if that's you and you would say, I need, I want to belong into this family, into this kingdom that never suffers lack and I'll never look back. Just want to give you a chance to agree with you now that we all need Jesus. I need Jesus. You need Jesus. So if you would like to receive Jesus this morning as your Lord, you want to put up your hand right now and say, I need Jesus in my life. I want the creator of the universe to be my father. So if that's you here this morning, just going to give you quickly another opportunity to put your hand up and say, I need Jesus. It's the greatest decision that you will ever make in your life is to have Jesus. He's so amazing. He's so powerful. He's so awesome. Just another opportunity to receive Jesus this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And after the service as well, if you would like to come and talk to us, uh, if you're feeling in your life you've been going through a lot of lack, then we would love to pray with you as well to receive the abundance of spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus that he has for you. So during the time we're going to, the band are going to um, play that song as well for us so you can open your eyes. We're going to stand up and praise the Lord. We're going to sing that song with the band. I think they're going to finish with Not Today. We're going to finish with Not Today. It's a great song. 
get those words into your heart and you sing them through the week. Not today. And if anyone would like prayer, please come forward. Thanks, guys.